0: Hey guys, this is Adam, and I am here with Coach Kat Peters, and we're doing the Mind Over Matter podcast, and what a perfect time to do it with Thanksgiving coming up. This is the time of year where every influencer tells you what to do with your diet.
1: (laughs) Yes, exactly. This is where you start seeing all the graphics on Instagram that's like this particular side. You need to do this many jumping jacks and all that kind of fun stuff.
0: Yeah. I, you know, what are you doing with your clients? I know it varies, but. So the people
1: that have shows coming up, um, which is not that many, unfortunately, that's, they kind of know my drill. It's kind of a tough cookie situation. Uh, you know, you're still on prep, so we got to just let it be what it is. Um, but everybody else, Since I don't have, you know, end of the season, don't have a lot of competitors at this point of the year, um, but everyone else is for the most part able to just have a a mindful meal that's, you know, off the books.
0: Absolutely. That's pretty much what I'm doing. I only have a few people left in prep, um, a few getting ready for nationals. So really not a whole lot going on. Um, and then I'm leaving it up to my clients on what they want to do if they don't have anything coming up. Uh, some people don't even like Thanksgiving food, so we have to remember some people. Some people don't even celebrate it. My Canadians uh, have already celebrated it, yeah. so you know, for the most part, everyone gets to handle this a little bit differently. And uh, me and Doctor Joe do a lot of talks on that in our contest prep university format but why we're really here is just mentally and some of the things that I hear a lot of my clients talking about is that one family member who they just know they're going to say something along the lines of I can't believe you're eating or you know or I why aren't you eating and uh, that's kind of what I wanted to talk about most here today
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that's a fantastic topic. You know, it can be really hard to set boundaries with loved ones. I I would say that's like the hardest group because, you know, you care about them and you have to see them. So it's not like you can just afford to upset people in, in some situations, but at the same time, it can be difficult to advocate for yourself and be like, Hey, like this is, this is what's up. Um, And I mean, I would say that, you know, this is even where you kind of get into the situation where you might have loved ones that are like, oh, what you're doing is unhealthy for like the people on prep that can't partake in Thanksgiving or holidays, um, or any celebrations really, um, that can be very difficult. I know just, I'm kind of a whatever kind of person, so it doesn't bug me so much. Um, but I definitely hear from other friends that I have clients that are like, I don't know what to do because my mom or my uncle or whomever just keeps laying into me about how, what I'm doing is unhealthy.
0: Yeah. A lot of people do have those opinions. A lot of people assume there's disordered eating involved. And just because someone does something doesn't mean they have an addiction or a problem. And uh, a lot of people are really quick to diagnose without a license (laughs) on stuff like that. Um, One thing that, you know, really stands out to me this weekend, I've actually started dieting. And it is hard when I'm with my competitors who don't get to eat a whole lot, and then they want to go out and eat. And a lot of them eat a ton of food or a decent Mm -hmm. amount. And uh, I really came to realize that, you know, this weekend... I stuck to mainly protein only meals when I was, uh, you know, at the show and kind of restricted my calories because I didn't really have a whole lot of time to track. However, I should have packed my meals, I'll say that. But um, just as a good course of action, I would do a larger meal at night, but within moderation. Um, And I realized that I can still be happy and have a good time with my crew without eating you know, maybe more food than I normally would, or maybe just as much as I used to. And uh, I was still able to eat, be present and enjoy people's company. And I think that a lot of us forget that we can do that. And uh, we we fixate on being hungry so often because we're in prep. And, and a lot of times we look to solve that hunger And even when we're in the peak of our bulk, you know, and I even thought about this because now I'm transitioning into weight loss. I'm like, you know, even when I was eating as much as I wanted, I was still hungry. (laughs) So now I just find different ways to deal with it. But uh, yeah, that's been really helpful is just knowing I can be present and still enjoy things. Um, When hunger kicks in, I just do try to ignore it. And say, Hey, it's not about the food. It's about the company. And that really helps.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, that is, I'm going to be fully honest. That's something that I still struggle with is when I'm invited to, you know, events and especially when I'm like deep into prep, that's when it's really tough because you are just so fixated on that pizza you can't have or, you know, whatever it is. Um, but I've found that, and maybe this will work for some people, of course, given that you don't have people guilt tripping you for the fact that you're not, you know, eating. But for me, if I have like a diet soda or like some, you know, unsweetened iced tea or a coffee or something that I can just sip on, um, it kind of helps to keep me sane so that I'm not as focused on like the fact that I'm maybe not eating And, you know, everyone else is eating or whatever's going on. So that that way you still have something that you're indulging in, but it's not really taking you away from your long-term goals for like an immediate satisfaction of food that will always be there.
0: Absolutely. What would you say to someone that does have that family member that's going to judge them how to maybe prepare for that and then to how to handle those situations. So
1: uh, unpopular opinion here. Um, It is one of those things where you got to be real with yourself that it's going to be an uncomfortable situation regardless, you know, and, and by that you have to prepare yourself that either, you know, your choices are pretty much one Don't say anything, let them continue to lay into you and you're going to be uncomfortable and you're going to, you know, feel terrible when you go home or whatever, um, or two, you're going to be uncomfortable and you're going to feel bad because you're going to have to, you know, create some conflict and let them know like, Hey, this is my boundary and you're violating that boundary. And, you know, I understand where you're coming from, but I really, this is an important goal to me. And so I would really appreciate your support. Either way, somebody's going to be upset, but at the end of the day, um, you know, you have to live with yourself. And so I think it's important to put yourself first. You're going to be uncomfortable either way, and it's going to suck either way. You might as well, might as well be the one that's going to, you know, walk away a little happier and a little lighter and, you know, proud of yourself for setting that boundary instead of, you know, feeling bad and not having said anything.
0: Absolutely, you approach that perfectly because I was thinking there's there's two options here. One, they may not say anything at all and then you no. don't have to worry about it. Two, they say something which is going to be uncomfortable. and then you have the option to, you know, take that discomfort essentially and maybe kind of keep it uncomfortable in a way to, Um, establish comfort from the situation. So you may have to speak up and you may have to say some things. Um, I think a lot of people's reaction is to say something back that will hurt them. And that just takes it to a whole nother level of discomfort, because now two crimes have been committed, essentially. So if I love what you said, stating that that's a boundary, like, hey, you know, don't say that. And, uh, or this is something that, uh, that I don't really want to talk about right now. And you have every right to do that. And people will more so hopefully respect that. And chances are, if they are at your family Thanksgiving, it's not going to be the last one that you see of them. So keeping it as comfortable as possible is key.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But, um, I wanted to go back to that for a second. Um, the fact that you mentioned that, you know, some people will, they'll go right with the, the verbal dagger, right? Oh, you hurt me. I'm going to hurt you back. Um, and I say this a lot to people even have to remind myself, the thing to keep in mind is that as human beings, our reaction even other people's reaction, it's usually a personal thing. Like anybody's reaction has more to do with them than it has to do with you. So even though they they might be, you know, saying something that's mean or hurts you, it says more about where they're at than it actually says about what's going on for you. And I think when you kind of remember that it can help you to, you know, take the venom back a little bit, at least dial it back a little bit so that you're not, you know, inflicting wounds also when clearly this person just has something that they got to figure out. And it probably has very little to do with you.
0: Absolutely. You know, a lot of times I do think when people meet, you know, statements about us dieting, it's because you're succeeding at something that they're afraid to try. And uh, that that's difficult for some people. They feel exposed because you're successful at something. And uh, that stinks, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. We're all in different walks of life in this journey. And, uh, you know, I've always said this, you know, people that maybe don't excel at losing weight or having the best body composition in the world, they're probably excelling in other areas of their life very well. So, you know, like not everyone's going to be the total package in terms uh, even people that we think are usually have some kind of, uh, you know, um, you know they have something that they're not that great at, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. We all have our strengths and our weaknesses and, you know, we have to keep in mind too, that when people have those reactions, like you never know if maybe they struggled with an eating disorder themselves way back in the day, or they had a loved one that did. And so, you know, they're seeing everything from the lens of that perspective, you know, and, granted with bodybuilding, there can be a fine line between, you know, disordered and completely fine. Um, and it has a lot to do with that ability to self-reflect and recognize, you know, where, where it's getting a sticky situation and where it's not. Um, so it's not always something that is outwardly visible to other people to know that you're a candidate for potentially being at risk for something or not. So again, it's all about them. It's their experiences and they just project it. We all do it. You know, you project your experiences and your uh, story onto other people as a way to relate. And sometimes it, sometimes it's not, not good.
0: (laughs) You know, sometimes people also tell me, you know, they end up being the uh, in in regretfully, almost the uh, topic of conversation at the dinner table Um, And sometimes that feels uncomfortable and people are just genuinely sometimes very curious about bodybuilding. Mm -hmm. Um, Not many people know many people who have done it typically. So sometimes that can sound like they're digging or trying to find something wrong. But sometimes we have to realize sometimes we get annoyed easily because we're hungry and we think someone might be calling us out. But in general, They're just really curious about what we're doing. And before you know it, in the next week or two, when you're like mad about Thanksgiving dinner and being the center of attention, you might have someone reaching out to you saying, hey, I asked so many questions about this and you've kind of made me think I might want to do it too. And uh, I have had clients who, you know, have been in those situations where they thought that they were being cornered a little bit. And really, that person was just so genuinely interested in what they were doing. They felt like the spotlight was on them and they were being interrogated.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know that can be, it can be difficult sometimes. And, you know, especially when, you know, if you're you're an experienced competitor, chances are you've had somebody say something rude at some point, whether it's a coworker, whether it's a friend, whether it's a family member, um, or whether it's even sometimes a stranger on the internet. And so it's hard not to feel attacked sometimes and not know how to distinguish between curiosity and like somebody trying to drag you. Um, but I personally, I'm kind of a fan of straight talk. So, I mean, ask them, pull them aside later. You know, it's, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. But, you know, pull your family member aside and be like, hey, like, how did you mean this? You know, why were you asking? It's, you know, and hopefully they'll be honest with you, but try not to assume that, you know, even though you're, you're hangry and you just want to eat, you know, the Hawaiian rolls, I understand just take a deep breath ask people and try to remember that, you know, it's, it's a, it's a them thing. It's always a them thing. And it's not necessarily personal, even if it is a personal attack.
0: Yeah. Even beyond Thanksgiving, we go through this every day. Don't we, when we bring a meal in, like usually someone asks us, I remember going back to work. My coworkers were always asking me about my diet, but I felt like I was being drilled, but I can think of a couple of times, you know, they would say, hey, my doctor said I had high cholesterol. So I'm just curious. They would ask me away from the other guys because they didn't want to be vulnerable. And they're like, the reason I was asking because I probably need to lose some pounds. Um, so that was always cool once it came out. I think sometimes as competitors, it's so routine to get asked. That it does get annoying to us sometimes, not on purpose, but We just get tired of answering the same questions all the time. So sometimes we just feel like we're being attacked and that happens.
1: I completely understand. I've definitely been there before where I've snapped at people unintentionally when they're like, well, what do you do? What do you eat? What does your breakfast look like? And I'm like, I just track my macros. That's all I do. It's just it's the boring stuff. You kind of go through the same answers. Um, And I I know that can definitely get very old, but it is cool when it's like a a curiosity thing and they kind of want to know like the ins and outs of it because it can be very cool.
0: Absolutely. Do you have a favorite Thanksgiving food?
1: (sighs) I got to go with stuffing.
0: Yeah, I like stuffing too. Do you do oysters in your stuffing or turkey?
1: Uh, Usually turkey.
0: Okay, my family's kind of weird. We'll do oysters in ours. It's pretty good though, no, but I'm a mashed potato fan. I'm, I, it's so simple, but it's something I love a pool of butter in the center. So that's, that's my go to. I you mean, can't
1: go wrong with mashed potatoes. You cannot go wrong with like any kind of potatoes. So I, I feel you there.
0: Yeah. Now, do you have a favorite food overall then that's not Thanksgiving traditional?
1: Uh, like like a, a family get-together food or
0: just really um anything that doesn't necessarily fall within Thanksgiving food.
1: Um, I mean, I am like super basic like cookies, pizza, and ice cream. what any what any competitor would say uh, <laughs> that is still my go-to.
0: Um, but yeah, yeah you much and you it and was... Zach like your ice cream, that's for sure.
1: We do. We definitely do. Um, we've kind of switched to like cookies lately, but we definitely do love our ice cream.
0: I've been a big sushi fan ever since uh, one of my college professors who was on tenure. Um, so essentially he could make his own rules and he loved connecting with students. He took me to a Chinese restaurant when me and him met up and uh, he's like, you know, you should really try different things in life. And he's like, and sushi's one of them. And I was like, I can't believe I'm going to try this. And uh, I wasn't sure what to expect, but then it grew on me and it's one of my favorite foods. So um, Paul Saltzman, I'm glad you uh, had me try uh, sushi at some point in time. Excellent teacher, just uh, really like to get to know his uh, students well. Um, he was like that teacher on campus that everyone loved, obviously.
1: That's awesome. That's, it's funny that you were a later in life sushi fan. Cause that's me also. Um, I actually had never tried like sushi with raw fish. It was always like the like vegetable rolls and things like that. Uh, I was a vegetarian for a long time in high school. So that's why, but my husband, other coach, Zach Peters was like the reason that I tried uh, sushi with raw fish and I love it also. So that was actually our, I think that was our first date actually. So. Oh,
0: that's awesome. Yeah. I was going to ask if that was an early date with you guys.
1: <laughs> yep. Yep. Very, that's very cool. first. So that was, that was very memorable and sushi's in that rotation of favorite
0: foods for sure. Isn't that the best part about dating is that you, you like someone so much, you're willing to try some different things and, uh, you know, you don't have to date someone that's just like you. I actually encourage you to date someone that, you know, almost is so different from you that they, I say this with my wife all the time. I, I tried this food or this restaurant, which I usually just stick to what I know. And, uh, she definitely gets me trying things outside the box. And I come back and say, man, I really like that. Or I really like that TV show. And I didn't think I would. So yeah. it's always good to have that.
1: Yeah, definitely. I, I completely agree. I mean, granted, I'm pretty adventurous with food. Now, I think competing will do that to you, you know, anything, pretty much anything you're like, well, it could be good. I'll try it. It's food, right? Um, but yeah, TV shows. Zach definitely gets me to watch stuff when I'm paying attention. I'm notorious for playing on my phone, but um, <laughs> whenever I'm paying attention, he definitely can pick out some great shows
0: that would have never watched and they end up being awesome. Same, same. Well, I think this was a great one. I hope that everyone has an awesome judgment-free Thanksgiving yes. and we will be back next week with another mind over matter podcast.
1: Bye guys. mm mm-hmm.